Hey, Magic Makers, it is another great quick Friday episode. And this is inspired by a conversation that I have with my really good friend, Maria. And thank you, Maria, for our always having amazing conversations and always expanding my mind. And, you know, for me, I hope I do that for you, right? That's that's what I always want to do because for a long time, I had a very closed mindset, right? I always was like, this is how it has to be. This is how it has to be. I have to be in control. And, you know, um, one of my biggest mentors is Gabrielle Bernstein. And, you know, when you are trying to control everything, you can't control anything, right? And so it's like, we have to, um, I was listening to her this morning. What did she say that it was really interesting? She said, forget what you think you need, right? Forget what you think you need. Because so many of us, because we think what we need, we close our mind to the possibility. And, you know, as I'm, I'm going to explain the conversation I had with Maria this morning, that's going to resonate with you, right? So uh, forget what you think you need is what the theme of this podcast is right now. So today I was talking about Maria and she's like, and I said, um, she's like, oh, Kim, what are you working on? And I said, oh, you know, I'm working on a new program and I'm really excited about it. And, you know, it's very interesting the way I came, came, fr- came from it up. And I said, you know, I, I asked the question, I said, what is the most frustrating thing about your, you know, being over 40? What's the, your biggest frustration? And I got three responses. One is that unexplained chin hair, right? <laughs> if you're shaking your head, you're like nodding along, you're like, girl, what is that about? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel you on that. And, you know, masks were really good for that because you could get away with like when it went from like one hair to what seems like 50 hairs and was like wiggling and waving at passersby on the street the second thing was um belly fat and I was like girl I can totally understand that belly fat thing and because I can understand it so deeply and I can really under under uh, explain why 80 percent of us get it I did a whole podcast on that. So that's coming up in a couple of weeks. So make sure if you are not subscribed, you get subscribed. So you can make sure you get a copy of that uh, podcast when it comes out. Also, I'll be doing a whole um, masterclass on belly fat later this fall. So if belly fat is something that is uh, in your world or you want to prevent, make sure I'm going to put it here in the, the show notes here. Make sure you get um, on the list to get a copy of uh, the belly fat, um, the belly fat masterclass. So the third thing was just unexplained weight gain. And Maria's like, I'm not, she's like, you know, I'm not going to the door 40, but I can totally understand that unexplained weight gain. She's like, I just feel like, oh my God, like I just put on so much weight and just feel so much heavier now than I did. And I was like, you know, I'm like, Maria, for you, I said, you know, for many people, they think weight just comes on overnight. Like, you know, you went to bed and then overnight, the the the, the body fat fairy sprinkled 50 pounds on you. And, and, and you know, I know that's how it make, how we feel it happens, but that's not how it happens. For many of us, it is a slow climb. All right. It's one to two pounds here another two pounds here. And then, you know, depending on how attuned you are, you know, cause think about it, how many of us really like stare at ourselves in the mirror every single day, right? Unless you're that person who steps on the scale every single day, but at some point, you know, we go into our closet 
and we go to put on a pair of pants and ooh, it don't button a little as easy as it used to. Or maybe you're like, ooh, this is, you know, showing off a little bit more of me than I want to. Or maybe you put on a pair of pants, you have camel toe. I don't know. But something happens that you're like, ooh, damn. And then be like, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, make sure I'm at the gym this week. I'm going to make sure I'm not, you know, having that extra glass of wine or, or that extra dessert or eating up my kid's plate. And, you know, we make all of these like, you know, negotiations, these rules, these commandments, and then life happens. Right. And then slowly all the commandments start to get undone. And then you notice now it's like 10 pounds on, and then it's 20 pounds. And you're just like, Holy God, what is happening up in here? And, you know, then that's when you're like, okay, I'm buckling down. I vow on point. Ugh, right. So these are the times when usually you come knocking on my door and you're like, how do we get this off? Like, I need it off like right back and now. And then I'm like, you know, for many of us, it wasn't overnight. Right. And, you know, sometimes it's not unexplained. And so when I was having the conversation with Maria and maybe, you know, I'm telling you the story because maybe you can relate to this. Right. So. Oh, I've known Maria probably about 10 years. And in the last five years, I was like, you know, and, and and I want you to go back at least three to five years in your life. Okay. So in the last five years that I've known Maria, one, she's moved countries, right? So when I first met her, she was living in Taiwan and, you know, she had a life, right? She was there for a long time. She had a life, she had a social circle, she had a routine, you know, she was, you know, she was doing her, living her best life. And then she decided to move back home. So she moved back home to the Philippines. So like, right. So you're literally picking up your life in another country. So it's kind of like here, you know, many of you, you live in the States. It's like picking up your life in, you know, if I were to pick up my life in Boston and move back home to New York, it would be very different. I haven't lived in New York in like 20 something years. I would just be like, be starting from scratch. Right. You know, so she moved to back home to her home country and, you know, she was, you know, had to reestablish social social connections, reestablish business connections, you know, just learn a whole new routine. So that in and of itself is even though outwardly it doesn't feel stressful, that's a stressor. Right? That, that, is, that is a stressor. And, you know, trying to readapt, reestablish. As soon as she moves, a few years later, her dad dies. Right. So we all experience grief in very different ways. Right. So you got stressor one, she moves. Stressor two, dad dies trying to adjust to life without a parent. And then third, COVID. Right. So and like it was like boom, 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 all of these different things. And you know, if this is you and you feel like you've had this unexplained weekend, I want you to go back five years and I want to see if there's any kind of like things that have popped up in your life that were these kind of, I'm gonna call them hidden stressors, right? That you that on the surface, you don't think it contribute to your contributed to your weight gain, but underneath it did. And this is why this is what I'm going to say by underneath, because one of the things, you know, I always, I always say this to people is like, why I am successful with my clients is because I talk about things that aren't sexy. At this point in the show, you want me to say, I told you to do 10 pushups a night, eat great, you know, eat a kale smoothie, and, you know, do 20 crunches, right? This is what you want me to tell you right now. But unfortunately, that's not the, the solution. And so when, I, when we were talking today, I said, you know, I want you to think about, right? 
your body didn't feel safe. So even though outwardly you're like, I'm doing great, I'm doing fabulous. Inwardly, your body's like, yeah, we don't feel safe enough to let you lose this weight. We don't feel inwardly that we feel like there's danger. And the thing about our bodies is that what is danger is still, it still feels, um, I'm going to say it's reptilian, right? It, it feels reptilian because our, our body doesn't understand just like grief. It doesn't understand reestablishing social connections. It doesn't understand like being locked down in your damn house. It doesn't understand that as not a non-threat where we still like our brain still thinks about us living in the cave and that any type of stress is us needing to survive or, or be eaten. It thinks that there is a saber toothed tiger and it's going to kill us. And so it kind of starts to put us into this fight or flight. And as we start to like, even though we don't feel it, right. You know, some of us don't feel like we're so out of our bodies. We don't feel that we are stressed. We don't feel that we have any anxiety, or if we do, we don't know what, how to process it. Still the hormones come out, right? And if we don't use all of the adrenaline, it needs to go someplace else. And so what our body does is like, all right, fat, we're going to store it because we're going to need that later, just in case we need to run, right? It gets all hopped up just in case we need to run from the saber tooth tiger or whatever threat it perceives. And so when I said this to her, she's like, you know what, Kim? She's like, you're right. You know, I didn't stop to think that it was all of the many events in my life that has have led up to this. And, and I said, you know, maybe, and and it could be subtle. So, so these, you know, major life events happen, but then there are probably some subtle things that you do in your everyday life that have become so routine that you haven't started to look at them to see if they are triggers to different behaviors, you know? And she's like, yeah, admittedly, she's like, you know what? She said, you're right. When I moved, I, I didn't, I didn't go out as much as I used to, you know, because I was still trying to reestablish, you know, social things. And she's like, COVID hit. And she's like, you know, she goes, now I'm getting 10,000 steps. You know, it took a long time to get to there. So I really want you to start to think about, right. Did this weight come on overnight or can I point back to like, you know, I, you know, even pre-COVID, were there things in your life that got out of whack that you weren't really paying attention to? And then now, you know, now that we're coming into this, whatever post-Rona world is going to be, you're now looking at yourself and you're just like, where'd this weight come from? And so if that sounds like you, do me a favor. I know that you will get a lot out of my belly fat conversation because it talks about how we gain the weight right? Especially for over 40, because, you know, we all know we got this hormone storm coming our coming our way, you know, it's our, I, you know, I've heard it called your second puberty. And I think it is just like spot on. But if you feel like you've, you, you've got this unexplained weekend, I really want you to like take a step back and stop thinking like, what I need is hard, right? What I need is more, what I need is, you know, seven days at the gym, two hours, uh, no carbs, no sugar, no joy, no fun. I need more deprivation. I need more rules. Because guess what? Have you fully considered if it's the rules that are keeping you stuck? Have you fully considered the same shit you've been doing over and over and over again is keeping you in that damn cycle? Because I know that was me. 
It kept me in my, it kept me in that cycle. And again, forget what you think you need. You got to learn a new bag of tricks, right? Because it was the new bag of tricks that finally shook the 30 pounds that I put on. And it took me, and I, and, and so many people aren't going to want to hear this, but it took me four years to get my, get all the things back in alignment that I pushed personally. I take full responsibility for the 30 pounds I put on because I pretty much beat my body into freaking submission to get there. So I really wanted to start to think about, right? Like there wasn't this like fat fairy, as I mentioned, that came by. It was you. You punched yourself into submission. You you treated it like a freaking, I don't know. You were like, you just beat, you just beat the crap out of your body. And eventually your body was like, uncle, I can't take it anymore. I ain't going to give you what you need. And so that sounds like you, like, maybe this is your wake up call. Maybe this is the, the, the punch in the face you needed, the smack in the face, the shout out tequila, whatever the hell you want to call it. But this is maybe what you needed to, to surrender, right? To surrender that, guess what? I don't got all the answers and what I'm doing ain't working. And maybe there's a different way. No, no, no. Correction. There is a different way, girls. There is a different way. You just got to own up. You just got to pull up your big girl panties and be like, all right, even if it feels uncomfortable, even if it feels so awkward, even if I'm like, I don't know, I got to surrender. And if you feel like you haven't surrendered enough, as Gabby Bernstein says, surrender again. All right. That's all I got. Again, if you are feeling this way, do me a favor, hop on. You want to make sure you listen to that belly fat uh, podcast that's coming up in a couple weeks. And then you also want to make sure you get on the list to for the belly fat code masterclass. I'm going to be breaking it all down, getting biochemically, getting all like emotionally. It's just going to be fabulous. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day.